feel like when I was younger, I was like, I need to like have a good, amazing job. And it needs to, I like, I need to know it right now, like what it's going to be and all the stuff. And I mean, as you guys can see, like my life has unraveled in a way that I've never, I never anticipated. And so you just have to like go with what you feel confident in about yourself, I think. Welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi guys, welcome back. We have such a great episode today we're so excited about with Jenna Langbaum, who wrote the book, Me in Search of You. Such a good book. If you haven't read it, highly recommend. It's obviously in the show notes. I think we both say in the episode, we both read it in one sitting. It was so good. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It's really short stories, like little excerpts following a girl in New York City in her 20s going through like everything. If you dated in like the last decade in New York City, you will relate like with all of the dating apps and just being ghosted. And we talk about this in the episode, like anyone can really, even if you haven't dated in this decade or on dating apps, like people in their 50s and 60s were reaching out to her saying, that they relate to the stories because it is like you'll laugh to yourself because so many things are so relevant to like our age group dating in Manhattan, but also like just the feelings of going on dates and like having a spark or not having a spark or feeling lonely or being hopeful. Like all of those emotions are things that transcend anytime you're you're in. Yeah, it's definitely relatable for anybody. But and the conversation was just so fun, just because we talk about so many things that are just normal experiences. And she says that too, that that was part of her inspiration for writing the book is that it's not like Sex in the City or Girls or any TV show that has some realistic aspects, but also some very unrealistic aspects. So she just wanted to talk about like a regular girls experience dating getting ghosted and like falling for the wrong guy and like having a guy like you and not liking him and having to break up with him and just so many different things so it was really really a fun conversation and Jenna was just so much fun to record with yeah I really loved her it was such a good episode I love the ones we have that focus more on dating and it was good I loved it you should definitely read the book highly recommend yes definitely So I'm trying, I was just telling Mia, I've been trying so many new things recently, but they're all kind of like things that I don't, I don't have too much of a review on yet because they take a little while to see the impact. So the one thing that I did want to talk about today was ritual vitamins. And if you are on Instagram at all, you've probably seen people post about ritual. I feel like they have like one of the most substantial social media, like influencer campaigns. I feel like I always see I was always really curious and I decided I would finally take the plunge to buy them because I honestly have never really found a multivitamin that I really, really like. And I am actually like a big vitamin person. Like I have taken so many different ones in the past. Like I'll take one vitamin B and one for fish oil and one like flaxseed and just like, and then I take a probiotic. And so I have found a probiotic that I really love, which is seed. And I've been taking them for like five years, but again, I wanted something that was just like a one pill, simple thing that I could take just to kind of like boost the things that maybe you might not get enough of. I think that like you, there's no need for me to be taking like seven different vitamins because you should be getting the majority of those nutrients from food. 
but what Ritual is, as they would say, a reimagined vitamin. So they use all of the cleanest, safest ingredients and just put all of the different nutrients that you might not be getting enough of in your day-to-day life in one vitamin. And again, I don't know too much of what the impact has been so far because I've been taking it for like a week, but I really do agree with their values and their packaging is so cute. And it's cool. They have like It's a capsule, like a regular vitamin. It's clear so you can like see what's inside of it. But also it has like a peppermint oil in it. So like when you take it, it kind of like tastes like peppermint. Like it's like, it doesn't have like a gross vitamin-y taste. And that's what I I really like about it so far. So again, not much to say yet, but I'm going to keep everyone posted. And then Mia has a really fun new thing that I'm just going to tell everyone what her new thing should be. (laughs) Um, Mia got engaged this week. Yes, this this week has been a whirlwind. So I don't have anything else that's really new that I'm excited to talk about because this has been my really exciting thing. So yes, Dan proposed on Tuesday, which I was not expecting at all. He, this was not his original plan, but apparently I was like messing up the plans for the weekend. He didn't have anything like set in stone and just things kept shifting. And he went to get the ring on Tuesday with his brother and then just like couldn't wait and decided, you know what, Shirley, she'll never be more surprised than me showing up coming home on a Tuesday (laughs) night when she thought I was out with my boss or my brother and just show up and ring the doorbell and propose. So I was on the couch in pajamas watching, literally watching The Office. I had unpainted nails, which is really uncharacteristic for me. And I was literally so surprised. I thought I was being pranked. I was just (laughs) in a state of like confusion and shock, but it was so cute. We went out to dinner on... Wednesday night, we went to Fausto in Brooklyn. And then that's kind of when we told everybody on Wednesday, we were making the rounds of telling friends and celebrated at night. And then Thursday, we came out to my family's house in Amagansa and my whole family's here. So it's just been like lots of celebrating and we're so excited and talking about wedding planning is so fun. And yes, that's my new thing. So I'm very excited. I just decided that that would be your new thing. I yeah. <laughs> because I figured that that was your whole week was celebrating was. and everything like that and really nailed the surprise factor. Like, I feel like yeah. it's so crazy. Like I was even like, I was so surprised when you texted me. I was so confused. I was like, yeah, wait, <laughs> I thought you were like trying on someone's ring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really was a shocking text. I think like he wanted, he was antsy to do it. But he also never wanted it to be like a huge, like very planned, very cliche thing. And I think what he cared most about was that I was surprised and just like excited to do it. I think he I'm like, I feel like I'm really hard to surprise. So if he planned something, I think he would assume I knew what was coming. So for for surprise and shock value, really nailed it. I know. And this is the second time that we're mentioning on the podcast of him surprising you, because I remember mm-hmm. on the episode with Lindsay Metzler and you were saying how Dan surprised you for your birthday. 
So he's really just killing it with the surprises. Yeah, he's good at surprises. So exciting. I can't wait. And now we have like so many even more things to talk about. You guys know we love talking about dating and relationships. And obviously that just continues on with engagement and marriage. So this is so exciting. Well, we hope you guys love the episode. It was such a fun one to record. If you guys don't follow Jenna yet, definitely give her a follow. And like we said, order her book or go into any bookstore and find it and just take a picture and tag us and Jenna because it's the cutest book ever and it was so good yes we love it we love jenna so i hope you enjoy the episode if you're enjoying the podcast don't hesitate to leave us a rating or a review or share it with a friend we'd love to see you listening and enjoying it so hope you love it and we'll see you again next week yes thank you so much for listening Welcome back. Today we are joined by creative director, copywriter, poet, and playwright. She is the author of Me in Search of You, which is a collection of micro stories that delves into the hope, dismissal, frustration, angst, revival, and mediocrity of dating as a millennial and seeking real connection. We are so excited to welcome you to Mostly Balanced, Jenna Langbaum. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, thanks for coming on. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to chat with you. So why don't you tell everybody where you're from and just a little bit more about what you do and also how old are you? So I am 28 years old. I live in New York City on the Upper West Side and I grew up in Westchester. So just 40 minutes outside the city, always grew up kind of like in a New York centric way, always loved New York City and always wanted to live here. So sense that my book is like very centrally about New York. I am a creative director at a PR agency, but I have pursued sort of like writing on the side and have always sort of like had writing projects going on on top of like having a typical marketing nine to five job and wrote this book that just came out in May, which is so exciting, all about sort of the trials and tribulations of dating in New York. A lot of it drawn from my own experiences as someone who has dated a lot in New York City over the past hate to say this, but probably six or six years. Let's say six years. Yeah. Like right when I graduated from college, it all began the whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on writing this book. That is amazing. And it was so fun to read and feel like so much. It felt like so much of your life was coming through. And we'll talk about that more. And I love that you said, talked about growing up in New York City, because New York City is like a character in this book. And I just, I love that. It's, it's such an amazing, so relatable, just it, you so really fun. feel right in there. And I'm sure anyone who's ever dated can relate <laughs> to it. So like, what was, I know you mentioned like always having writing projects going on and always being interested in creative writing. So how did you kind of bring that into getting here today? What was the process that brought you to being a published author? So crazy when you say that. So I went to school for writing. I've always been interested in writing and have always like had a job that was sort of like a version of inserting writing into like a corporate setting, but always in the back of my head wanted to, you know, be an author or write a book or something, just never quite sure about what it was going to be. So I, when I first graduated, I wrote a play and I put it on through the Fringe Festival in New York City. I also like I'm a big theater person ready for Broadway to reopen. And so, yes, I did the play at first. Um, and then I did a project with my friend who's an artist and it was my writing in her watercolor 
watercolor drawings and we did that for a while together. And then after that, I just thought like, what else can I do? Like, what's the next step? I was sort of at this point where I'd been on so many dates and I was sort of at this crossroads where my job, I didn't, you know, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do exactly. And was also just dating so much and nothing was working out and really felt like I kept having these conversations with my friends where they'd be like, so what's going on with him? And I'd be like, haven't heard from him. And they'd be like, so what's going on with him? And I'm like, turns out I don't really like him. Like it just wasn't really working. And I've always, I'm always someone who keeps, I'm not like someone who keeps a journal, but I always sort of like, I'm in like a state of writing, just trying to figure out what it's going to be in what format. And I just one day was like, I could write this book. Like I could write the book on this. I have put in so many hours of research and everything. So I feel like I could write it. And I just also really felt like there wasn't something out there like TV, books, whatever, that was just like a normal person's perspective. Not girls, not sex in the city, not like young younger or the bull type, which I love all of those. I love all of those. <laughs> so <much. laughs> those are all like very glamorized perspectives, perspectives in different directions. And I thought, what about the girl who like has to put the fake wall up in her apartment and is like shops at Zara and is going on hinge dates and just giving it a go. I just feel like we needed a voice to say that and to talk about what the experience is like for someone just sort of run of the mill. And so then wrote the book. The writing has probably took about five years to do, but I didn't know that that was all going to be in a book. And then compiling it took about a year. And I was like obsessed with it. Like I was like, every day I was just like obsessed with getting it done and figuring out order and everything. So, cause I probably have like 300 of these little stories. So it's just like fine tuning them, picking the order, the whole nine yards. And then luckily got an agent, got published, and here we are. You guys just got to read it. So it's so cool. It just blows my mind. Yeah, that's amazing. And what Mia said, I totally agree with. I loved the book. I think that, like you said, it's so relatable. Like it's written just for like a run-of-the-mill person to read. And that's what was so funny when Mia and I were both reading it and we were sending each other like pictures of the pages that we liked the most. And both of them, like I, I feel like, the ones that she was sending to me were ones that she clearly related with. And some of the ones that I was sending her, it was like, this like happened to me. Like some of this, so much of the stuff I was like, wait, that New Year's Eve, like, yeah, that was, that's me. Like, that's just like a single girl New Year's Eve. And yeah, I love it that it like speaks to everybody because there are so many different stories in there. So is, was the writing that you've always done and that you like to do the most, is it kind of this format, like shorter form? So I was sort of like, I was a creative writing major, but like a poetry focus. So I've always like liked poetry, but really like very um, approachable poetry, I would say. And then was obviously also like wrote a play. So like love when dialogue is mixed in as well. Like, I just love that. I think like you always remember like one or two sentences from like a weird night. You're always like, oh, remember when they said that weird thing? Or like, this is how they responded to this. And so I've always sort of written in like this hybrid style, I would say of like prose, not exactly poetry, but like poetic language and then dialogue. And at first they were going to be full length essays. Like they were going to be three or four pages for each one. But then I started doing that and it just felt like it was just droning on and on and on. And I just, I felt that this style reflected much better what I was talking about, just because we're firing off like texts to our friends and we're going really fast. And, you know, there's a lot going on. There's the next run to the next you and the next you and the next you like very quickly. And so I hoped that the reader, like when they were reading it, they would get the sense of 
frenetic energy that goes through it. Yeah. Yeah. Millennials have the shortest attention span. Yeah. (laughs) And that was like part of it too. I was like, I know myself, like I love to read, but it takes me a long time. Like it it takes me a while to get into it and all that. So I thought, you know, I want people to actually read this. Like I want it to be something that they can read and like pick up for five minutes, read one or two of them, and then just be like, I'm going to read more later. And so the style was important to me that it was an easy process. I love it. I love it. I I just said to you earlier that I I read it in one sitting because I wanted, I thought I was going to do it like that because there's so short little excerpts. I imagined reading some here, some there, but then I just could not put it down. And it was nice to kind of read the whole story because while it is little short micro stories, and I love what, what you said about like little blips of memories, because when you think back to like your dating life or like ending a relationship, beginning a relationship, you're fighting, you're going on dates, you're meeting new people it all is like a blur in retrospect and you do remember like all those tiny little funny things or memorable things or like even just a visual that stands out so it's just it was such a feeling to read it all and I loved it but my burning question is how much of it is real I know you said (laughs) it pulled from some of your like real experiences but were any of these dates or relationships pretty factual to your life? Yes. So I would say that it's a combination of like my own experiences for sure. The experiences of like friends, stories I've heard. And then also, you know, any of the dates that I went on that are included, the details are all mushed together. So it's like, I might've met one of these people when I was 22, but he falls into the section where I'm like, 25 or 26. So it's just, it's all swirled together a little bit. And that was like, not even intentional in some way. It was just sort of the way that it happened in order to create like a cadence of happy, sad, funny, you know, anecdote about getting ghosted and anecdote about being happy, like just sort of trying to figure out where everything could fit in. But a lot of it is, I mean, overall, if I'm honest, I was in a long distance relationship coming out of college. Like that was me. I started going on dating app dates of probably the age of like 22. And then sort of the ending of the book is like the beginning of another relationship. I had another relationship. So overall, it is like a lot of it is, you know, my own, my own life. But I would say that it's not exactly true word for word. But the other thing is like the feelings are 100% true. So like I've been ghosted. I have not liked people myself and been nervous to navigate that. I have gone on a lot of first dates in one week. And so for me, it feels very true. But like reading it back, I'm not like, oh, yeah, that's exactly that person or something. Yeah. Are you in a relationship now or are you single? No, I'm single. Back on the dating apps. Getting ready for book two. getting lots of material did you have anybody that you had dated reach out to you like that saw the book and thought that they were in it or say anything about like what you wrote so not really I was surprised to be honest yeah (laughs) I had a so I went out with like a friend of a friend for a little bit and he I his story was such a saga and such a story that when I saw him in the spring and he was like am I in it and I was like you'll have to see. And then he read it and was like, oh my God, I'm in it. But it was like all in like a very jolly way. It wasn't at all like, I can't believe this. But that was really it. I mean, I will say a lot of these people I went on for second, third dates with many, many years ago. So even if they at one time followed me on Instagram, they don't now. So 
I don't know how they would even know, like some of them, but I do yeah. think about them and I'm like, you don't even know that you're in this book. <laughs> yeah. And guys are so weird too. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I can't speak for both of you, but I feel like if I saw anybody that I had gone on a date with wrote a book like this, like with this structure and plot and whatever, I would obviously read it to see okay. if I had been in it. But guys I mean, are so weird. I feel like they probably w- wouldn't if you went on yeah. like two dates. My boyfriend yeah. doesn't even listen to this podcast when I, t- <laughs> when I talk about him every week. <laughs> if my boyfriend had a podcast, a book, a creative outlet, like anywhere he was speaking my name, you know, I would like need to hear it before it like went out. No, they just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would absolutely pour over this. Like if I had even met matched with me on a dating app, because mm-hmm. that's just my personality. Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating to me. Um, and even now I think like dating again, I'm like, I don't know how people are going to respond to the fact that I have written a book about being on the dating apps, but it's just part of my story now. It's like my whole sort of situation. And it's like, the best thing I've ever done. So yeah, if they don't like it, they're not my guy. I wanted to even ask you, I'm glad you brought that up because in the book, you mentioned like going out on dates and many of them being uninterested as soon as you say you're a writer or you you like poetry or you write poetry. Is that something like a theme you see or people like these guys out there on dating apps turned off by that or your like profession? Because that's insane. (laughs) Well, I think that I think that maybe some of them that I had previously gone out with were like thought of me as like, you work in PR, like you're just this kind of classic normal girl, whatever. And then when I would bring up something like that, especially when I was doing like the project with my friend, like we had a gallery show. It was like so exciting, so cool. We were like selling prints. Like it was all I could talk about at the time. I think that a lot of them were really confused. They were like, what is this? It depends on the guy, of course, you know? So they were definitely not the right guy. And if I saw them today, they would probably be like, what is this book? (laughs) But again, I don't, they're just not for me then. And now I feel like it's like this book obviously was good enough to get published. I'm very proud of it. So I have no, no qualms with like just shutting that energy down. Yeah, that's the only attitude to have. And you mentioned you were in a long distance relationship, which obviously there's pieces of that in the book. Where did you actually go to college? So I went to school at Hamilton College in upstate New York and met my boyfriend there, my ex-boyfriend. And we dated for like two and a half years. So part of it in college and then beyond. And he lived far away and we did long distance and it was not good. (laughs) Is that why it ended ultimately? Because of the distance? It was, I'm just like, I always knew I wanted to live in New York City and he was like figuring out, you know, he was going to go to medical school or different, you know, grad school or whatever. And it was just not, we weren't a match in terms of like our future, I would say. And the traveling was hard and communications hard. And so now I probably wouldn't do a long distance relationship again. I also feel like I'm sort of getting to the age too, where it's like I'm settled in the place that I want to be. And so I'm not as open to traveling all the time to see someone. I, I would like someone that lives where I live. Yeah. I long distance. I feel like I was going to ask if it was like a mix of being young, but I feel like long distance, it's not, it's not for everyone. It's definitely so much work. And I can see why, like after college, you're just in such different places, but like since your book spans your like early twenties, you talk so much about ghosting and app dates. Like it's very unique to dating, modern dating in the city. 
I know like millennials just have a ton of challenges about dating, but do you think that's also unique to New York City? Do you think, have you talked to friends in other cities who like, do they relate to your book? Like, do you think that New York's just a unique beast of this dating life? So I think about this a lot because I've only ever lived here. So I don't know like firsthand what the experience would be like. I feel like New York is particularly fast paced in terms of dating. So there's always another date that you could go on. When you go on a date in New York, it's a whole experience that's like unique in its own. It's like you could go on a date like in the West Village and go to like seven different places. And then he could like walk you all the way home uptown. Like it's like that... That situation doesn't happen really in any other city in terms of like the convenience and the walkability and like there's no driving, like you can drink as much as you want, you can do whatever you want in some level. And so I think that that's definitely a unique part of it. I think it is extremely fast paced and there is like this energy underneath it that's like go, 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 go. But yeah, again, I have never really like experienced it anywhere else. And I would say that though the ghosting and those like overall themes of like having a difficult time are very unanimous, like from people I've talked to in LA and Austin and different cities as well. So I don't feel like the behavior is that different. I'm sure the the pace and the energy is different and the activities. But I will say too, that my book is turning out to be like more universal than I thought. Like I've gotten messages from like 50, 60 year old women and men even where they're like, oh my God, I relate to this so much. Like this was me when I was 25 or I'm back on the dating apps as like a divorcee and this is what's happening to me. And so I am surprised by just, I think it's, it is like sort of universal in the sense that we all are just giving it a go and it's, it's hard. Yeah, because as much as so many logistics of dating with dating apps and just social media in general have changed, so many elements are still the same. So I'm almost not surprised that a lot of people relate to it, no matter how old they are, where they live. And I love that question about New York because I I went to college in New York and I had a boyfriend for the first half of it. But then after that, like, and since then, like, I mean, I've had relationships, but so much of that time has been single and dating in New York. So I feel like it's just like, it is an experience that's not like anything else. Like I, the only other city I've dated in is Chicago, but even just like talking to people, I feel like, like you said it, you can tell it's so different. And honestly, like, I do think that even though online dating makes dating so much more accessible everywhere, obviously not just in New York. I think that New Yorkers do have a more amplified mindset of like, I could meet someone new, like in an hour, if I don't like this person. Like, I think even though, yeah, you can go online, no matter where you are, there's going to be a much smaller pool, but in New York, you can be connected to like thousands of people any time of day. So it definitely gives daters like a different mindset. Totally. It's so interesting to me. It's just fascinating how it's like, Every time, even myself, I find myself like on the dating apps being like, oh, wow, he's cute. And then like for five minutes, I'm like, oh, wow. So maybe he'll ask me out. And then I'm like over him in two seconds once like someone else. Pops. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's fat. It's just fascinating how our brains switch into this mode with the dating apps. I loved the comparison of the dating apps, like a game in your book and how you're like avatars and you're just like piecing together all these like random requirements you want in a date. And it's feeling like a game. And it's so true. I mean, I had like brief periods in my 20s on dating apps and you get so sucked in and you have to take a step back and be like, what am I even doing? I've been swiping <laughs> for hours. What am I even looking for? Who are these? I, you called them creatures. Like, who are these creatures <laughs> I'm talking to? <laughs> like, I'm a creature, too. I 
I just, I loved that page, that story. And I relate so much, but in terms of like the people you've met on dating apps that you've gone on dates with, have you had like a really amazing date versus a really terrible one? So yes, I've had, I like think of them in my head in these little folders where it's like, I really haven't had one. I haven't had a date that was like so terrible. I've just had some weird ones where like, it's always heartbreaking, especially when I was really in my early twenties, where I'd like really build up the date before. And I'd be like, so this is the story. Like it's Thursday night, it's raining. We're meeting at this bar, like our banter is so good. And then when you get there, it's just like, oh, they like said this weird thing. And now I'm so like off and I just like so upset. I've had a lot of those kind of dates. I'm trying to think. So probably one of the weirder dates I ever went on was with this guy who was like completely different than his photo. Like I walked in and he was like, Jenna. And I was just thinking like, how do I know this person? I don't even know what, I don't know what his name is. I don't remember what his name is anyway. And he was like, it's me, like from Inge. And I'm like, Oh boy, you liar. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, my God. And then we like sat down. It was the middle of summer and we like went to a French restaurant. It was like a bar restaurant. And he sat down and he was like, I fast for 22 hours of the day. And right now I'm in my two hour window to eat. So I need to get something right now. It's just like, oh my God. Did he have like a feast? He ordered a beef <laughs> stew. like what we haven't had a drink yet i'm walking into that the scene without a drink in me he's like how about we share it and i'm like you are are full (laughs) of bold energy you have lied to me about your appearance you have offered to share a beef stew with me and uh, you must be starving (laughs) Um, so like the whole date I was just fascinated with him honestly I was just like I have to stay on this date because you were just so fascinating but yeah we didn't we didn't go out again after that (laughs) and in terms of my best ones probably one of my best ones was like we had like a tentative date scheduled and I was in this place where I was so over it. I was like, I don't even care for this date. I'm like not getting dolled up. I'm not doing my hair. I'm not wearing makeup. And I remember I wore like a turtleneck and it was really cold and I met him and like, there was just something about the date. Like we went to a dive bar, it started snowing. We ran into like all of his friends at the next spot. And it was just like this really fun vibe where I was just like all of a sudden inserted into like a different friend group and they all like loved me. And it was just like amazing with the snow and the whole thing. I just, it was so, it was just like, I've had a bunch of those where it just feels like, wow, like this is so meant to be, here we go. Like it was just such a good date. What ended up happening? So for him, we continued for a bit, actually. I dated him for a few months. He was the one who I met up with on New Year's Eve. Then he ghosted me. (laughs) It was almost like a breadcrumbing situation, I would say, where it was like a slow exit. But I have no idea. I have no idea what happened to him. Wow, that's pretty crazy. But I feel like what you were saying and what Mia was saying about like online dating kind of being... Sometimes it doesn't even feel real because of the way that you're just like swiping and the people aren't real. Like 
And then there's like the opposite of that, what you just said about like building it up before you go and being so excited. Like I almost feel like not thinking of people I'm swiping through as real people is almost like a defense mechanism for not getting too invested in these guys that like I've never met. And honestly, I might not even meet because they might just become my pen pal for like two weeks and never ask me out. I feel like there's just so many like unknowns with dating apps that it's just. And like with the apps, sometimes you almost want to be able to hear their voice. Like Carly and I have talked about this someone's voice and just like the way their mannerisms there should be videos on your dating app or like you should have it should be normal to like have a call no Uh, I definitely walked into dates and seen their mannerisms and their voice and been like no I can't go and it's like because they either remind me of someone else or it's just like for some reason it's not for me and it's crazy how and I'm sure people have thought the same about me so it's just like it's just crazy how that really it does matter so much Yeah, it does. Anyway, we wanted to like read a couple of the little excerpts from your book, some of our favorites and kind of hear what went into those different ones. So I'm going to start and I'll read one that I'm honestly, I'm so curious if this one is like, is real because it cracked me up. So this one is called I Detached and it says, I just did so much Adderall. It's 9am on Saturday and I gawked at this text. Why? I wrote back to a boy I've gone out with once. I turned over and watched the OC, catching sight of my tired eyes and my laptop screen, just in the mood to get fucked up today. I felt starkly emotional as Ryan drove through Chino, sunlight clutching his face, Marissa crying into her large cell phone. Where are you, Sandy Cohn? Come rescue me. (laughs) That one cracks me up. Oh my God. It was true. (laughs) It's just so classic. Like it could be like a guy that you've gone on one date with. I feel like the things that people like text you just during the day on like a Saturday afternoon and you're just like at home watching the OC. It's just like so funny to me. It's like a modern day. Like weird vibe. And like, I feel like for that particular one, I, we had such a good date. It was just like awesome. And then I remember like coming back home and telling my roommates about it and being like, this is going so well. Like, this is awesome. And then the next day I got that and I was like, what are you doing? Like, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Not like it was just, oh, I don't know. It is classic though. I feel like it sums up like half the guys in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And that one really hit home because I've been watching the OC lately. (laughs) I've been rewatching. I just started season three. I'm I'm still early on. I had to take a break. I went too hard, too fast. (laughs) But yeah, I love that. Carly and I were sending them back and forth. She mentioned like we obviously picked ones that resonated with us. And I loved that there were about like the long distance relationship and breakups and hinge dates and bumble dates and having a spark, not having a spark. Like there's we said it earlier, but something for everyone. And it was the ones that I folded down, I feel are like so relevant to parts of my life. And I wanted to read this one because it's very much about like thinking of a previous relationship. And it's a longer one. So if you don't mind, I'm going to cut some, (laughs) some of it. It is, I sealed. Every so often, though it is very rare at this point, I wonder about you. I wonder what happens when you inevitably have a moment with me in your mind. I wonder how you categorized me in conversation. The words you shuffled through. Crazy, emotional, loud, dramatic. Dramatic being your favorite. It's strange how it doesn't feel important anymore. Any of it. It's strange how I ride the subway, walk home, fall asleep to different sounds and people, and you will never know any of it. 
You have a sweet girlfriend now with a pool and a dog, and I'm almost sure you will marry her. And I will be your one strange, wild blip of blonde hair and loud sounds. I loved that one because it's just you like when you break up with someone that was once like so important to you it's like what are you even doing now you have no idea what my life is I have no idea what yours is so that I feel just like resonates so much oh it's so crazy it's something that I I think about too how it the the dial like goes down over time so it's like at first you think about that like when you first break up you think about them all the time and you're like what are they doing what are they thinking are they going out with someone else how how are they describing our relationship etc and then like there it's weird how like the distance sets in and you're just like I don't really even care. And it's just weird that we were once like so close and spent all this time together. And now like, I don't know anything about you. And it's also like weird that I don't care. And so I think obviously like through that first breakup, I was much younger. I was like so young in the scheme of life. And I was much more dramatic about it and was obsessed sort of with like, well, what's going to happen? Like, I'm never going to see him again, et cetera. And then I went through a breakup in the middle of COVID. And like, it's been so different going through it. Like later in your twenties, you're just like, it's like a calmer feeling, I would say, but it's like sadder on some level too, because you're like more serious, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's just, it's so fascinating how you like, because no other relationship in your life do you go from like spending a million hours together to literally yes. like nothing. It's like, yeah, my friends I've had forever and we spend so much time together and like my family, it's just like, even my job, it's like, I see them, we're good. And like, I've stayed in touch with like other people from old jobs and stuff like that. So it's just odd. It's so weird. And I actually was thinking about that recently about a college ex because because he like reached out after like 10 years. And I feel like it's just so weird because like you said, like you, after that amount of time passes, like you don't even know them anymore. And it almost like makes me wonder like how also, because I have such a bad memory. Like, I feel like these people that I dated like five, 10 years ago, probably like, cause I was a different person then. Like you just become a different person. I feel like after, like, as you go through your twenties and now like I'm 32 and I'm like, I almost feel like he knows he remembers me then better than I do because like, he just had this like section of my life. And so I have so much to remember that. Like, I barely remember who I was then, but that's like who he thinks of me as. And like, and all these, like, I remember being so upset when we broke up and like break up, get back (laughs) together, break up, get back together. And like all those emotions. And now it's just like, I literally haven't thought about this person in years like I couldn't care less it just really makes you wonder about like future relationships and things like that totally and it's just it it puts it in perspective like when you've been through that a few times where you're like I'm gonna be fine like right now this feels crazy but it's fine like you're gonna make it it's gonna be okay and it's like for some reason this is not working out so you need to like turn the page and go forward but it's it's a wild thing it really is Yeah. I think it's definitely your most like emotional decade. I feel like for the majority of people of your twenties, like I can't imagine having, I mean, knock on wood, like a breakup, like, and feeling how I did when I was 22, breaking up with somebody who like, I thought I was like in love with, like, I feel like you just don't feel that as you get older. I guess you just make better decisions and you're more clear on like yourself and your emotions. But yeah, I love that excerpt. That was such a good one to choose. 
Thank you so much for reading it. I love to hear it. it makes Do you fun. have a favorite one? How does it feel actually to hear them? Like, yeah. going back to you? are we reading them in like the right tone? <laughs> I was thinking you guys did such a beautiful job. Um, no. If you I want don't. us to come on book tours and like read <laughs> some for you, we're available. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I feel like it's a crazy feeling hearing it out loud from anybody. And also just like, I forget how much it's like so personal to me that like hearing someone else like say your inner thoughts back to you is like wild. It's just, yeah. And I think I never really thought that this was going to get published, like not in a real way. And so hearing it is really surreal. It's crazy. It's amazing. My favorite ones. So I love the story about like meeting the the cab driver who's a psychic. That's one that yes. that one is one of my favorites. The other ones that are overall my favorites are the ones like the we texted ones that are like the fragments. Yes, of the text. I like, love, love those the format. Like that's mm-hmm. a little bit odd. All of them have such a special little place in my heart. I have to say, just because also I had to go through so many of them to like land these ones. That each one is is so special. And probably the final thing that I will say is I really wanted to start the book with the same title for the first and the last one, because I wanted it to say we popped first one being about a breakup. And then the second one being like the beginning, like the popping off. And so that's probably one of my favorite parts about it too. I love that too. I love the one at like a Christmas party and she flirts with a guy and then she's like wondering if anyone's going to text her Merry Christmas because that's such a also our generation thing. Like is someone going to text me like Happy Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) Or even like when you were dating someone and it was Valentine's Day and you're like, I wonder maybe something will happen, but maybe it won't. And then it's like it's 9 p.m. and he never texted like that I feel like also like in your 20s like Valentine's Day is the most important thing in the world and if your boyfriend didn't remember it it's well, like that was like also my first like online dating thing that happened like the person that I was dating was like I was 22 he was 28 so we were like not in the same place let's just say and I remember being like at work and everyone in my job was like getting flowers and like the whole thing and I remember being like to everyone like I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I haven't heard from him yet, but like, he'll text me. And then I just didn't hear from him. And literally from that day on, it was just ghosted. And like that one probably was like the hardest as because it was like the first time that I realized that like people can do this, like people can just disappear. I think I went to like a very small high school and a very small college. So like that was not an option. If someone didn't text me back in college, I would see them. We would find him like it would be a whole like, you know, you see them again. So like there was no there was no ghosting. And so the first time that it happened, I was really upset. Like, how could a human being just be so disrespectful of like someone else? That is a big thing about dating in New York that, or even I guess probably just like dating as an adult uh, post-college. The fact that when you break up, it's just like, you probably won't see them again, unless you're in the same friend group or something. But I, well, I dated a 28 year old when I was 22 also. And I remember thinking like, he seemed like so old and established and all (laughs) that. And it also was like, not a great ending. I I was, oh, I mentioned this on our first episode ever. I was working at a coffee shop and he had like a real job in quotes. And he broke up with me because we were just in such different points of our lives. And I was just working at a coffee shop. And I like think about that sometimes. I'm like, I mean, what? Like, that's just, such a weird like, reason to doing? break up and then he pretty much ghosted like I guess ghosting after a breakup isn't a thing but I feel like in those days I would always be trying to like talk to people who like I broke up with afterwards there was never like a clean break and he actually had a clean break which was like just almost as 
disappointing as a ghost. (laughs) I was also like a 22 year old that was like bursting with excitement. Like I was like, I live in New York city and like, I have all my friends here. And so like, I would be like, I got to go to brunch. I got to go out here. I'm going to like all the bars that you go to when you're like 22. Like I, I was all over that. And so he'd be like texting me, like, where are you? And I'd be like, I don't know, it's some like NYU bar or something like that. And he would be like, what? Why? And I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm 22. Let me have this moment. Like, and I'm so glad I had that moment because I mean, now that I'm 28, I don't like have it all together by any means, but I am, you know, a little bit more grown up and I'm glad that we had, I'm glad that I had that time. That's how that guy was for me too. It was so funny. Like that's, it's hilarious hearing you say that because he'd want me to like come over and like bring a bag and sleep over so he could like make eggs in the morning. And (laughs) I would like come there drunk from the bar with my friends having like so many drinks and doing shots. And he was like, why are you doing this? Like we were, he obviously was right. We were in different phases, but it's just funny. Like the things that you want then. I feel like you brought up ghosting and I'm remembering I actually ghosted someone too when I was like 25. But for me, it was, um, I act like I did something like terrible. Like I'm sure we've all like probably ghosted someone, but it is like, I didn't really think I was doing anything wrong, but like it also makes the book reminds me of that time in my life where like every I just felt like so gross like dating just like wasn't making me happy I was in a period yeah. where like I had broken up with a boyfriend of eight years so dating just felt so weird to me I felt like I was like in an excerpt that you wrote like getting all like dressed up to go on these dates it felt so forced yeah. and this guy just like repulsed me <laughs> like he was guy he was so nice he was like too nice that too was nice. the thing and like I just had no interest and how many days only three but he oh, okay. he was the type that like oh I just had the opposite reaction three's a lot to go with somebody <laughs> I don't know he I was so young he kept referring to his neighborhood as Kipps Bay he said he wanted to buy me a baby chick for my birthday like okay. things just <laughs> went like Kipps why did he Bay, get a third like, date I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I was like trying so you hard. An like, why did he want to buy you a chick? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but like, maybe other girls would think that's like so cute. And but it's there so was funny. A girl like, out there that would love that. Yeah. Right. But these things he did would just drive me insane. And then I just like, I got, I feel like freaked out and I like, couldn't even look at the text anymore and just ghosted him. Yeah. That's hilarious. Third is the territory where you have to like, be like this is either happening or not like mm. I think like by the third date you know if you want to continue or not but yeah um, I don't think that I think like all the people that like that I qualify as ghosting I was seeing for like months or at least a month yeah I do agree with that definitely early on ghosting is not nearly as unacceptable um, I can't find the one that I was looking for but it was something about I think it was about first date so I want to know what you think about like first date outfits like do you have actually have one outfit that you wear uh, like the same outfit on every first date and like what how do you kind of not make everything feel like mundane like you're doing the same thing over and over again so I have a I have a few outfits I mean they've changed over the years obviously and like obviously seasonally as well but I would say that I typically wear like some version of like a black top and jeans. It does depend. Like I've definitely done like in the summer, I'll wear like a dress or like I'm someone who like is, I like to get dolled up like for any occasion. So it's not uncommon that I'm like a little dressed up, but I would always sort of try to think of like something where I feel like I look cute, but it's not like my, like my kind of 
crazy printed thing or like something that I feel like is a girl outfit. I feel like on the first date, I try to keep it like me, very me, but still like a normal, a normal choice. And then I definitely have like a pre-date ritual that I still do to this day where it's like, I have a glass of wine, do my hair, like watch something cheesy, like something light, like Sex in the City or like Real Housewives or something and go from there. But I do have like some outfits, I would say, but they're also like kind of the outfits I wear like in like a going out setting as well. So there's not like one black shirt that I wear every single time, but also like I try to match the vibe. Like if I'm going on an uptown date, that might be different than like a like Lower East Side date. But overall, sort of like the same vibe. I did get in a phase. I like love leopard so much. Like most of my same is leopard. <laughs> so like I've gotten to the point where like I wear the leopard. I, I have a leopard fur coat. I've pulled that out for a first date. It's just like, this is who I am, you know? Everyone at first was like, Jenna, don't wear the leopard coat. They're going to think that's so crazy. Like, <laughs> Less loud, Jenna. I have that's- gotten comments. <laughs> Do you have like a ideal first date location or activity if it's not drinks? So I am someone who like, I like like a drinks first date. Like I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to go for a walk on the first date. Uh, Maybe like, maybe like drinks and a walk. I don't know. It's like so New (laughs) York-y to go to drinks. I feel like Mm -hmm. I really like don't do like a dinner date normally. I feel like a drinks date is good. And then if it's going well, you get food. I would say like I... I like to go somewhere like downtown. I live uptown. So I would, I like the idea of going somewhere that's like more, you know, one of the spots, like a little cuter, things like that. And I'm, I'm pretty open though. I don't, I'm not like, we could go to a dive bar. I'm not going to be like particular about the place or like some of my friends are like, I want it to be this kind of place or like, you know, this kind of bougier spot or whatever. And I'm, I don't really care as long as it feels like they're picking it. Cause I think I like to see where they pick. I think it's like an interesting yes. thing, but you wouldn't like rather it be a dive bar versus a cocktail bar. Like you don't have something that you would be most excited about. So let me, pre- let me put a, um, a little note in with the dive bar. I think it has to be a dive bar. That's like a cute dive bar. Mm. So like, like one trying six, to be divey. <laughs> like one six nine bars, like divey, but there's like leopard pool tables and like there's like funky lighting and funky art everywhere. And it's like ha- has like cool food and stuff. Like that kind of like shows that they're like a little with it and cool. If it's literally like a Murray Hill dive bar, I think, <laughs> I think I would be like, can we just try something else? Anywhere yeah, in Murray Hill, I feel like it's just <laughs> off limits for days. Or Kips Bay. Kips Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love that. What um, would you like one as your first date? Drinks or like an activity? I always liked drinks, like a wine bar is like very much my vibe where you can get like snacks and cheese and wine that like all I feel like some of my best dates, like my first date with my boyfriend, we like we had been friends first. But when we first like officially went on a date, it was to a wine bar and it was in Tribeca. And it was like what you said earlier, like New York just gives you the option to bounce around. So we ended up getting dinner and we ended up going to like a fun, more like bougie bar for drinks at the end of the night. And I feel like those nights that just start out and like you don't know where you're going are so fun oh I love that like that's an ideal date in my mind a wine bar and then you're like bouncing around 
so fun. Yeah. yeah. So many people have different opinions about that, thinking that like you should never bounce around on a first date. Like it should be just a short drinks, like leave them wanting more kind of thing. And I feel like I disagree pretty strongly with that. Like the best first dates I've had have been like, we get drinks and then we end up ordering food and then we end up going to this place for like a nightcap and, or like we end up going to like, I don't know, like in, like, I feel like in my early twenties, we'd end up going to like, get like dessert afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like bouncing around is almost like you create more of like a bond with the person because you're like getting out and about. I completely agree. I feel extremely strongly about this. I think that you should never like stop a date if it's like still going. So like, if you're like, there's some rule where you can only have two drinks or we can only stay out for two hours or something like I think if it's going, it's going and like, let it roll. Like the date that I was telling you, that was like one of my best first dates. Like we had, we went out to drinks and we got food, like food there. And then we went to like another bar with his friend, like with, we met up with his friends and then him and I ended up like getting pizza together at the end of the night and like walked for a while. And it was just like a whole night experience. And like, I just, I feel like that's like the essence of a good first date is seeing them in different contexts too. Like, even if it's just the two of you, like going to, you know, a more like sports bar, this kind of bar, like any con, any new context you can see the person in, I think (laughs) important because it's a crazy, I was just saying this to someone the other day. I was like, it's actually crazy that you only know them as like you and when you go on the dating apps, like you and him sitting down at a dinner at a bar. And like, they're like such a real person. And you only see them in this context where it's like the two of you talking one-on-one until you like meet their friends and stuff. So I I totally agree. I feel like it's almost like people, there's the whole separate thing, but people who have such strong opinions of like not sleeping with someone early on, like, because you should make them wait and make them want it more. And why would they want it? If you just do it like the first couple dates or whatever, like I just feel so differently from, from that as well. Like, I feel like it's similar to this. Like, why would you want to be with a guy who like only is going to want to see you again? If you see him less the first time, like, I just feel like it's all like, as long as you're in your mind, like, okay. With the fact that like you might have this amazing night with this guy and bounce around all over the city like and then you might not hear from them again like as long as you're okay with that and you just can have the fun night regardless of the outcome like then do it there it's i don't think it should actually impact whether or not there's a next date and like if you spent all that time with them and like you they don't want to see you again like good you figured it out on the first night because you saw you spent a lot of time with them they got right. to see you in all these different places there's probably like a reason that this guy probably spent i don't know you both probably spent a lot of time and money on this date like if you're not seeing each other again it's probably because you didn't click like if you had an amazing date and you both had fun and it was mutual like you're probably going to hear from this person again because they just opted to spend all this time with you so that's why it's like I've always had good experiences on dates like that because we I liked each other agree so much. And I, I think like I would have taken it's taken me so long to realize this, but at the end of the day, you're left with you. You're not, you don't know this person. So you always have to think like, what is going to, what am I going to be okay with the next morning? So like, I know I've been on a lot of dates. I know that I could go out with the person for six hours and not be upset if he doesn't text me the next day after a first date, like I can handle that. Like I'm good. It's fine. And like, even with like sleeping with someone, I think like people love to say like after the third date, after the fourth date, like it has to be in this order. And I think like, you know, yourself, like some of my friends like could sleep with someone on the first date and not really care like what happens after. And some people don't sleep with them until they're exclusive. Like everyone has like such a different setup in their head for that. Only, you know, from your own experiences, like when you wake up the next morning, like 
oh no, I don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. So I think like that's the only compass that you should have is just your own feeling. That, yeah, I, I couldn't have said that. it better. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that comes though with like you making bad choice, like not bad choices, but like choices that didn't feel great at the time. So then you realize after the fact, you're like, ah, next time, like we're going to just, you know, do it here or we're going to wait until it feels like really natural or whatever it is. So, right. um, That's the only way to learn. I feel like by having those experiences and seeing how you feel. And it's just the same as like girls who, or anybody who goes out on a date with anybody else and then they never hear from them again, or the person tells them they're not interested. And they're like, well, how could that be? Like he was already talking about all these things he wanted to do. That's such a classic thing too. And I've yeah, obviously from experience learned that it doesn't matter. Like if that's true or not, people, I could easily tell somebody, oh my God, yeah, like I'd love to, can't wait until we take our first trip together. Like, even though I have no intention of ever talking to them again, same yeah. as I could spend six hours with somebody on a date and never talk to them again. So I feel like there's just no guarantees. You have no idea if that person has already been on four dates with someone else and then they're going to be exclusive with them tomorrow. Like you really just don't know. So I think that those like hard and stiff rules of like three dates until sex and one hour for the first date are just, those are two, like you can't draw those, those lines. No, it's so, you never know someone's context. Like I even think about myself, like going through the breakup that I just went through Like being that first guy that I went out with, like that wasn't going anywhere. Like he was my like getting back out there kind of guy. And like, it didn't go like we went on one date. He was so nice, such a nice guy. But like, he didn't know that when he matched with me, you know? So, and you're not going to like match with them and be like, Hey, just got out of like a big relationship. Like this is not going to go anywhere, but I need like a night out. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love that. I love what you said about taking care of yourself. Have the date you want to have. You don't know this person. Have the, like, shape the experience that is going to make you feel good about the situation. Because you're right. This is a stranger. Care about yourself and have a good time. And it'll lead to where it's supposed to lead if it's meant to be, I guess. Everything that I've ever, like, gone through with dating, it's like, you always know. You know pretty early on if it's going to be a relationship or not. And so just, there's no point in, like, pushing at something when you know that it's not going to be. Like, you get, you start getting feelings. Like, you, they're being a little odd. They're not responding, really. They're, the plans are becoming different kinds of plans. Like, whatever it is, like, there is a behavioral shift. And I think you always know deep down, like what the true answer is. And I think when it actually is like turning into a boyfriend, it it feels very different. Yeah. I think I agree with that too. I feel like obviously, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to say because I feel like I have had bad feelings about things before. And it's just me like having anxiety when there's not, not actually anything bad, but I do agree. I feel like the opposite, like, you know, if you feel like something is so good, like, I don't believe, at least I know about myself that like, I can't, I don't really get like blinders like that. Like, I'm not just going to pretend everything's like so great and not see the bad. I feel like I'm actually more inclined to see the bad than the good after 10 years of dating in the city. (laughs) But this is usually where we switch to our rapid fire questions just to wrap it up and learn a little bit more more about you outside of the book and everything that you do. So what is one must have quality for you and a significant other? I would say transparency and trust. At this point in my life, like I just want to feel like they're very solid and reliable and who they are. And like, I wouldn't want to question how they feel about me ever. Just very solid. And it's like a little bit of a boring answer, but I just feel like at this point, that's what I want it to be. Yeah, not boring. That's necessary. (laughs) 
I, that's my answer too. <laughs> what is your favorite method of self-care? Oh, I love this. I was actually just talking about this today with one of my friends. I would say that my my biggest like self-care is just like time by myself. So like I'm extremely outgoing. I'm an extroverted person, but I also need like a lot of time by myself. And so like that would be like cooking my own food and watching TV and like just disconnecting for a bit, having like that time alone. Yeah, that is totally one for me too. I feel like it's something to keep in mind, like at least that I always think like when I do eventually live with somebody that I have, I know I have to make time to do that because now it is so easy that you kind of like take advantage of it. I feel like because it's just, you always have that time. But what is one food that you can't live without? Mine is cheeseburgers. I love them so much. They're my favorite. <laughs> That's so good. That was in one of the excerpts I was going to read. Yes. The East oh, Village. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, I love cheeseburgers. I, and New York City has the best one. So I'm very Yeah. Happy. Do you have a favorite in the city? So I love the J, I love JG Mellon, which is like a real classic. Um, I love the Mineta Tavern burger. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty like open, honestly, to most of them, but those two are probably my fave. Have you been to Raul's? The best. No, I've never been. I've always wanted to go. It's so good. And that was actually, I went there on like a nine hour date. So (laughs) on the topic we talked about before, but yeah, they're amazing. Oh my God. I want a burger now. I just had the Emmy burger from Emily in Brooklyn. And that's like, honestly, I think one of my favorite burgers now. Yes. That is one of my favorites as well. That is definitely up there. It's like very unique with the bun and the pretzel bun. Oh my God. So good. Uh, what is advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, I love that. I would tell her to be confident in the direction that you're going in and to not necessarily get hung up in like focusing on what everyone else is doing. And if like, what you're doing feels weird to just like keep going and to focus on the parts that feel exciting for you. I feel like when I was younger, I was like, I need to like have a good, amazing job. And it needs to, I like, I need to know it right now, like what it's going to be and all this stuff. And I mean, as you guys can see, like my life has unraveled in a way that I've never, I never anticipated. And so you just have to like go with what you feel confident in about yourself, I think. That's such good advice. I feel like everybody, everybody needs to hear that. I love it. No matter how old you are, for sure. Well, this was so fun. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can buy your book. And if you have anything exciting coming up, I know this book just came out, but are you already thinking about like a sequel or your next book? Yes. So you can find me um, on Instagram at Jenna Langbaum. You can buy the book on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Pretty much it's everywhere. So just check out your local bookstore like Barnes & Nobles, everything like that. I am working on a second book. I'm so excited. It's, it's very new. It's not, you know, nowhere near done, but it's sort of focusing a little bit more now on like the later 20s. I'm sort of in this patch of time right now where like every one of my friends has gotten engaged and is getting married. And it's just been like such a whirlwind situation to be like going on a first date. And then like that weekend, like going to a bridal shower, then a bachelorette, then I've got a wedding next weekend. Like it's just, we're, we're going, going, going. And I think like, I want to talk about it in a way that's not negative. It's not like, oh my God, woe is me. I'm single. It's just like fascinating. I think like how everyone's moving at different speeds and going in different directions. And there's just, I think like dating in my later twenties has been different so far than dating in my early twenties. So all that stuff. That sounds amazing. And so relatable. Again, I I can't (laughs) wait to read it. So congratulations on your first book and your soon to be second book. 
Probably. Thank you so much, guys. It was so great to chat with you. I, I again, could do this forever. Thank you. So good way.